Tonight at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the AEW Dynamite review from last night. Also, New Japan Pro Wrestling cancels their shows for March. Also, Ring of Honor tying up relationships with New Japan for the War of the Worlds coming up in May. That and much more tonight at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome back, guys. This is the ultimate one coming to you live from New York City and going through the AEW Dynamite review that we're going to do tonight, as we usually do on Thursdays. Um, last night's AEW Dynamite go-home show for this weekend's AEW Revolution pay-per-view coming up Saturday. It was a great, great show. The match of the night that stole the whole, the whole show was the 30-minute Iron Man match between... Kenny Omega and Pac, this match was crazy. In the beginning of the match, both wrestlers exchanged moves, and they kept going back and forth. Uh, but Omega kind of took control once he threw um, uh, Pac over the outside of the ropes. He did the top Kobe hero on Pac outside. Then he did a, a snapdragon suplex. And then just Pac jumped in the ring apron and did a tilt-the-world DDT on Kenny Omega when they were outside. So this was like a back and forth thing. Nobody really had a uh, uh, control of the match. Um, Pac at one point catches Omega in the top corner and hits Omega with a brain bust. I'm talking about Omega was in the top corner uh, and Pac went and grabbed him and kind of kicked him off the, the, the top rope. He landed sitting down on the top turnbuckle. He picks up Omega, and he hits him with a brain buzzer from the top rope. I thought that he was done. He was going to hit that. But um, then Pac kept taking control of the match. He hit uh, Omega with a cutter. Uh, the Omega tries to do a comeback. Uh, Omega ended up kicking Pac on the chest so hard that he made Pac fly from one side of the ring to the corner of the of the, of the ring. Um Omega and Pac continue to exchange, um, uh, you know, moves. And then um, two V-Trigger and a Tiger Driver on Pac. He tried to pin him, but uh, Pac got out for the two count. Another Snapdragon Roller for the two count. Another V-Trigger in the back of the head on Pac. Uh, but then Omega gets caught with a, a, a power bomb, a sit-down power bomb. Pac gets caught with a buckle Snapdragon for the two count. It, it was just like... Getting back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but then Pac, I guess he figured, you know what? There's only one way to uh, get a win on him. And he went and grabbed the chair and got himself disqualified by hitting Omega with the chair. So Omega was up one nothing in the beginning of the match. Um, so, you know, but Pac was not stupid. Pac went and decided, you know what? I'm going to get disqualified. But now that he's hurt. I'm going to hit him with a black arrow. And that's exactly what he did. Hit the black arrow uh, on Omega for the pin and tied it up. Well, then the second, uh, the third match started. Both of them started exchanging blows again. And, you know, um, Pac hit Omega with a sit-down uh, Falcon arrow outside on Kenny. I mean, there's hardly no padding outside the ring. 
and he hits him with this. And, and you can hear the thud uh, hitting um, uh, Omega's back in the, in the on the outside of the ring. Um, so uh, Paul Turner, at one point, the referee, he got hurt because he was behind Kenny Omega. Pac goes, and he um, he kind of slide drop kicks uh, Omega. The Paul Turner gets caught in there. And then Omega uh, Omega was um, on the floor. That's when Pac took control of the match when he grabbed the, a uh, – uh, he took uh, the damn table. I can't even talk. The damn table. He puts Omega on top of the table, and then he hits a black arrow from the top of the rope outside and catches Omega. And um, But, you know, one point it looked like Omega was not going to make the 10th count. But the Young Bucks interfered. And I don't know why the referee did not disqualify or uh, uh, threw out the Young Bucks out of the ring, but they assisted Omega before the 10 count. It looked like Paul Turner called the 10 count. But so Pac went for it again for that black arrow, but got, got knees instead. And then Omega hits him with a big trigger and Omega driver and another big trigger. Uh, but he looked like Omega was going to beat him. And out of nowhere, here comes Pac with a backwards hurricanrana on Omega, a swinging DDT, and then he catches uh, uh, Kenny Omega with the brutalizer. He had him there uh, for a while. It looked like Omega was going to tap, and this is the same move that he made Omega tap or uh, passed out, and I think it was an all-out. And um, um, and it looked like it was, it was over. I thought Omega was going to... Uh, pass out, whatever, and at what point, Omega got out of the Brutalizer by reaching the ropes, and then Pac can't go in after the Brutalizer. The match ended up in a tie because even though Omega got out by scratching uh, Pac's um, eyes, he still um, was, he got caught, and uh, the time limit expired, and both of the, the and, and you know, he it, 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 was, it was a tie. Pac and then came out of nowhere and hits the referee. And now all of a sudden, Justin Roberts uh, say is a sudden death. And out of nowhere, here comes Omega, B-Trigger, a Gomagoye on, on Pac, and then a one-wing angel. And Kenny Omega wins this match. But this match was crazy. They went past the 30 minutes. They had a five-minute sudden death. And they didn't even get past five minutes because Omega, you know, I felt that this match was pretty very good. It was a match of the year. You could say it was a match of the year. I don't care what anybody said. A lot of uh, the wrestling community agrees with me. Um, it was match of the year. The only thing I did not like, I think I would have left it in a tie. So then later on down the line, um, you could have uh, when Kenny wins the AEW World Title. You have Park be one of the first challengers and have another great match because these guys had had three great matches and those matches has not failed. So. We'll be right back, guys. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. After the match between Kenny Omega and Pac, 
Tony Schiavone went and um, interviewed Pac. He kind of was telling him, um, you know, after all the attacks you've done on Kenny Omega's friend, just to come out short. So Tony Schiavone was pretty much egging Pac. And Pac was ready just to jump, pounce on, on Tony Schiavone until Orange Cassidy came out. He comes out and, you know, he just stands right in front of Pac. And Pac ended up giving him a forearm shot, knocking Cassidy down. Then they show the Chris Jericho and uh, all the guys in the um, in the in the locker room. They asked uh, Jake Hager about Chris Jericho, and you can see them. They had all Painmaker Posse jumpsuit, which was pretty good. I, I like that. Um, so it was. It, I mean, I hope they sell it so I could get one. But it was cool, called the Painmaker Posse. Then the next match, uh, it turns out there was PM. Uh, Proud and Powerful, and Sammy Guerrero versus Jurassic Park. Uh, not Jurassic Park, Jurassic Express. Well, Jurassic Park, Jurassic, whatever you want to call it. But in the beginning of the match, um, Jungle Boy kicked Sammy Guerrero to the corner. A two-pace suicider from Jungle Boy. And, you know, and then you see these guys um, pretty much taking over the the inner circle. But then a double pancake by PMP on Luchasaurus which I was, I mean, you can't mess with PMP. And, you know, PMP, uh, probably powerful, Santana and Ortiz, these guys are, are one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, at one point, Inner Circle took control of most of the match when they started beating on Marco Stunt. Um, so he just pretty much, he got he got caught with a three combo on by all three um, guys from Inner Circle. So Sammy Guevara hit a sit-down powerball on Marco Stunt. They were just beating him throughout the whole match. But then Lovich Cesare hits, uh, got the hot tag. He needs Sammy Guevara. He chops Santana. He roundhouse kick Ortiz. Uh, the fo uh, fossilizer on Santana. He chokeslam on Ortiz. A standing moonsault on Ortiz. So at one point, all members from Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic Express, triple super kicks Sammy Guevara. And then um, uh, it was a flatjack by uh, Jungle Boy. But then Luchasaur hit... Um, Proud and powerful, and Marco Stunt outside. And I mean, even though, you know, Luchasaurus wasn't trying to hit Marco Stunt, but Marco Stunt got caught because Luchasaurus is a huge dude. Out of nowhere, Darby Allen came out of nowhere because Sammy Guerrero took one of the socks that were loaded from uh, PMP with the ball, and Darby took the sock away from him. Then a snap hook around by, uh, by Jungle Boy. And he pins uh, Sammy Guevara for the win for Jurassic Express. So this was a good win. It was the first time that I seen Jurassic Express win the match. Um, you know, and you saw Sammy Guevara was pissed off. He attempted to attack Darby Allen, but then he got thrown out for his troubles. And um, this was the first time I see uh, the Jurassic Express actually win a match because they're always are losing. Uh, I, I'm not too crazy with them hanging out with Marcus Dunn, the Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus are the team that should be the tag teams that should be doing their thing. Um, they had a promo on MJF and what's going on between him and Cody. So that was pretty it. Then they had another match, which was the best friend versus the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Butcher and the Blade attack best friend at the beginning of the match. Blade hits a guillotine on Trent. Then the best friend took over the match, but then Blade hits a core screw suplex on Trent. Uh, swinging DDT by Trent on Blade, I think it was outside or inside the ring, but then Trey Spears Blade outside the ring, 
And then uh, Bunny and Orange Cassidy had a face-off, which Bunny takes the sunglasses from Orange, and Orange Cassidy takes the um, the bunny ears away from it. But then Orange dives on Butcher from the outside with his hands in his pocket. Our best friend hit their finishing move, the strong zero on Blade for the win. So these two tag matches that we saw were pretty good. I mean, it kind of slowed down the pace after the 30-minute match. You know, slowed down the pace for the 30-minute Ironman matches at the beginning of the show, which was half an hour of the show. So, but, so these two matches pretty much was just cooling off period for, you know, for the fans. But they, it, they were good matches. Uh, and um, and during that time, you could see that um, Tony Schiavone um, was having fun with the best friends. Um, and um, I think at one point you saw that uh, Orange Cassidy – the best friends and Tony Schiavone did the friendly hug, and uh, Orange Cassidy put the sunglasses on Tony Schiavone, and Tony Schiavone just uh, did the pose of Orange Cassidy, which was really cool. So, anyway, we'll be right back after this. So, so far the show was pretty good. It wasn't that bad at all. Um, the show was going very good, and um, pretty much there was an announcement. There was to be Tony Schiavone. Uh, Tony Schiavone did. Um, I forgot to mention that he did um, had a, a interview with the best friends before all that stuff happened, and he did mention that Park versus Orange Cassidy it will be a revolution. Um, it's gonna happen, so that's gonna be cool. But then the next match we had a four-way women's match between Yuka Sakazaki, Big Swole, Shana, and Hiroki Shida. All the all the all three of these women kicked Yuka out of the ring. Yuka came in the circle. And in the test of strength between all three women, Shana, Big Swole, and Sheeta were all testing their strength. And Yuka just came in the middle of that circle and pretty much kicked everybody. Uh, Swole ran over Yuka at one point, And then she uh, did a step-up inseguri on Yuka. Um, so it's pretty much every all the women were going at each other. No one was really taking control. Uh, Shana super kicks Swole. Uh, Hikoro Shida gets a chair for Larris, what she usually do outside the ring. She'll set up a chair and then she'll run, jump off the chair, and kind of like knee the opponent. But this time she got caught. As soon as she did that, um, you saw Swole super kick her right in her chin. So that, um, that you know, Shida got caught there. Uh, and then Sh Shana hit a suicida on Swole. Yuka dives on, Sh on, on, Sh on Shana. From the top rope, and then Yuka hit a sliding clothesline on Shana. So she was trying to get control of the match. Um, Yuka, you know, she uh, she's pretty good. She's not that not that back. Uh, so uh, Yuka, um, uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, uh, Yuka chokes Shana at the ropes where like a Tajiri like uh, it looked like a spiderweb. What Tajiri does, uh, she was choking Shana in the in the corner. Hiroki suplex Shana. Uh, Sheena on Yuka, who was stuck in the corner buckle. It was just like, uh, it looked like uh, Hiroki and um, Yuka tried to double team on Shana, and Shana, uh, they, they slipped in the corner and they got caught in the row, and Shana double stomped both of them. So uh, Swole hit a fly liner on Sheena, and then Swole hit Shana for, uh, Shana for a two count. Uh, missile drop kick on Swole by Sheena, and Sheena and Yuka got tied up in the, in the ropes, like I told you earlier, and got double stumped. Uh, Sheeta drops Yuka on Swole and hits a running knee drop on Swole for the win. So there was a lot of things going on in this match. Um, 
And this is the one thing that uh, I have a problem with, with AEW. There's too much stuff going on. It's hard for you to write down every move and you can't get everything in there. So, but it was a good match between all four women. Hiroki Shida looks like the woman who might be the next challenger if Chris Stanlander does not beat um, Nyla Rose this Saturday. Um, so, you know, maybe Shida be, be the one that's going to be the next uh, person who's going to fight uh, Nyla Rose. And, and Shida, uh, see, see, the way you see her, she's a strong woman. She has done stuff in the ring with Nyla Rose where I saw her do a sit-down powerbomb on Nyla Rose, which was incredible. That was a couple of about a couple of months ago. So, but anyway, this is a this was a good match between the woman and me. That I always have a problem with the women's division every week. This is a start where they're doing so much as uh, good stuff with the women's division every week. Now you see um, good matches. You still I haven't still seen I haven't seen Sadie Gibbs. I still haven't seen Penelope Ford in their wrestling. Maybe they do it in the dark. AEW I gotta catch up, but. You know, Sadie Gibbs, I'm still waiting for Sadie Gibbs to come out. Pete Prisley still in Japan. I don't know when she's going to come back. Uh, Riho, we don't know if she's ever going to come back, which I don't really care for Riho. Um, but we'll see. We will see what happens. So we'll be right back after this. So the next thing that came up was the Jericho and Mosley weigh-in. Uh, this was chaotic, and this is the way to close down a go-home show uh, if you're setting up for the um, the pay-per-view that's coming up that weekend. So this go-home show already was hot as it is. Uh, you saw um, a lot of stuff. Um, at this, I forgot to mention that the uh, they had a promo with Dark Order with the, where the Uno mentioned something to the effect that the, the Zoltan one will be a revolution and Christopher Daniel will know that he's obsolete. So now they're playing word games with the, the Dark Order. Who's going to be the exalted one? It's going to be Matt Hardy. Um, they did also put a something online where they have um, Matt Hardy with some uh, encrypted number 3-1, which is the day his contract ends. So it looks like Matt, Matt Hardy might come out in AEW. And if that is to happen, what a bad waste for WWE not to use this man when they had a charge for him to do the Woken, uh, the delete stuff, and all that stuff, and they didn't, they didn't capitalize. But we're not here to talk about WWE. So, um, But they mentioned that that Christopher Denny will be obsolete. And who used to say obsolete was uh, Brother Nero and, you know, um, Matt Hardy back in the days when the, um, Jeff Hardy used to say obsolete. So um, that's something to look forward to. Also, there was an interview between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, the Young Bucks were pretty much saying that they are the best tag team in the world, which Jim Bross even said it. Uh, but that they respect Omega and Page um, and that they're looking forward for the match. And at the end of the day, that they're going to have a match, and whoever wins the match, they're going to shake hands, and that the elite is more important than the titles. And this infuriated um, Hangman Page because Hangman Page said he's been trying to get out of the elite, and this is the belt that he has is the best thing that he ever had. And that, you know, the, the Young Bucks want to take it away from him. The Young Bucks are saying, Well, that's part of the business. One point you saw the Young Bucks claim that they 
they took um, Hangman Page when he was in Ring of Honor, you know, had him join the Bullet Club, and then Nick Jackson said, well, you was a jobber when you was in Ring of Honor. Pretty much putting it out there that, I mean, Adam um, Adam Page was a jobber. I don't agree with that. He was not a jobber. He was just coming up when he was with um, with B.J. Whitmer back then. He just happens to join the, the Bullet Club at the, at the right time when Bullet Club was real hot. So, um, but I didn't agree with that one. But then again, Hagman Page got mad, and he walked out of the interview. Also, they mentioned Lance Archer, and a lot of people um, – was wondering, and I've said it here a couple of weeks ago, that Lance Archer and Brody Lee are the ones supposed to be coming in um, soon. So, so far, Lance Archer already signed with AEW. Uh, so, I'll be talking about that in a few minutes. But then we had the Jericho and Moxley weigh in, um, and they had Michael Capetta come out, which was real cool. Michael Capetta, I haven't seen this man in so many years. Once he grabbed that mic, it reminded me of back of WCW days, NWA days, the Ricky Steamboat versus Flair, when he used to make the announcements. So it was good to see this man um, um, in there, but it was cool. Um, but then they, uh, they asked Jericho to go and, you know, to weigh in. Jericho said he's the champion, and he said, uh, you little man, this is why WCW went out of business, blah, blah, blah. So Moxley did the weigh-in first. He weighed at 230. Uh, then all of a sudden you said Jericho, because the fans were uh, doing the, uh, the chant from the Chiefs, uh, and Mosley pretty much called Patrick Mahomes a piece of crap. So, uh, so it was it was cool. But he kept Jericho kept um, delaying his way in, delaying, delaying, delaying. At one point, Mosley came out of nowhere. He headbutts Chris Jericho. He busts him open, and the rest of the of the uh, inner circle who had came in the ring with Jericho um, started being on on Mosley. But then all of a sudden, Dustin Dustin Rowe pops out. Him and Hager goes at it. They end up fighting in the in the, in the concession stand. Then all of a sudden, um, Darby Allen comes out and attacks, attacks um, Sammy Guerrero. But Sammy Guerrero was able to take the uh, the skateboard and blast Darby Allen with it and broke it over his head. Um, but then Moxley's Jericho goes at it, and at the end. Uh, he was about to do the paradigm shift on Jericho, but Santana went. He low blowed him, and then uh, Jericho ended up hitting the paradigm shift on Moxley on the scale, and that's the way the show ended. Um, it was it, it was a great show. That's 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 really what I can say. That it was a great show. The last three weeks, the AEW have been building for the Revolution this coming Saturday, and pretty much. They have something going that is going to be, uh, a group. you know, they have seven matches they got to already set up, and the seven matches that they have is going to be a good, good matches. Um, I, I just hope that, um, they, they live up to the expectations for the fans, and we'll see. We'll be right back after this, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm gonna do the wrestling rumor and news roundup. But I will give you the matches that are set up for this Saturday, AEW Revolution. And first of all, the first match will be Pop versus Orange Cassidy. We're going to get to see Orange Cassidy finally wrestle. Um, I hear a lot of the good things about him that he can wrestle. Well, we'll see come on 
on Saturday. So I was definitely looking forward to that. Then after that, we're going to have the Darby Allen versus Sammy Guerrero. They're going to tear the house down with that match. Uh, they're going to have the women's world title match, Nyla Rose versus Chris Stanlander. I'm rooting for Stanlander, but I don't see Nyla Rose losing that match right away or losing that belt because um, then it will make her look weak. So uh, somebody be some disqualification or something's going to happen. But if they're not trying to make Stanlander look weak like they did already with the happened a couple of a month and a half ago where they made the night the Nyquil collection came out of nowhere and ruined the Riho and Chris match. So I'm sure it will be nothing like that. Then we have that uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Buck for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Omega and Page are the champions, so that is something to look forward to. And I'm telling you this right now, Omega is going to get betrayed by Adam Page. That's definitely going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. That's going to be something to look forward to, guys. And you're going to hear it here. Omega, I'll be surprised if Omega turns, um, if he turns on um, Page. Because they, they, I remember a couple of months ago there was this thing that um, I call it that Omega looked like he was going to turn heel like he used to be in Japan. But I, I mean, you could pretty much see that it's going to be Page. You know, and if he's going to be Page, then he's going to be one of those cool heels that's going to happen. MJF versus Cody. This I'm looking forward to because I'm sure, and I'm telling you right now, MJF is going to bleed. Out of, uh, do I see MJF? Uh, beating Cody, yes, I see it happening because R. Anderson, he's the key factor here. R. Anderson is going to betray Cody. I see it happening. And if you guys don't believe me, remember when he wrestled Kip Sabian and whatnot, and he got himself thrown out of the match because he couldn't get his butt outside the ring and he got thrown out by the referee. And then last week when him and Warlow went at it, he looked like he was going to slam the cage on, on Cody, but instead hit MJF. This is all a setup. It's just a horseman setup. It's the same way they used to do back in the days. Then, of course, we have the Chris Jericho versus um, versus John Moxley, and I'm um, I forgot to mention the Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. That's going to be a, a good match. I don't see Dustin Rhodes beating Jake Hager. It's going to be Jake Hager's first match. But the Jericho and Moxley that's going to be interesting. Now, with that being said, remember, guys, Lance Archer just signed with AEW. Lance Archer lost the United States IWGP belt to John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, do not be surprised if Moxley get, did not win the belt on Saturday. A lot of things can happen. So we're probably gonna keep Jericho with that belt for a while, and he probably, you know, and if that happens, and imagine Lance Archer being part of the inner circle. Inner circle will be unstoppable. But then there's a lot of things going on that, you know, that we should be looking forward to. You know, um, so this pay-per-view got seven matches. It's going to be something to look forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Dark Order. I want to see what's going on with that. I'm looking forward to see if Lance Archer appears. Um, it's going to be good. So let's uh, round it up with uh, what's happened in New Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling was going to have the anniversary show i believe was the third of this month and then they were going to have the new japan cup uh tournament but apparently because of the coronavirus going on in the um in japan and in china and all that stuff uh the japan health commerce uh told new japan pro wrestling that it would be advised if they uh do not have those shows from 
So they could avoid the coronavirus. So now from March 1st to the 15th, there will not be no New Japan uh, events to the 15th. So I don't know. They say they're going to make it up. I don't know when they're going to do this. I mean, it's bad enough already that um, they didn't. Um, the the uh, G1 climate is not going to be in the summer. It's going to be somewhere in September. So they already got pushed back. And who knows? Um, the anniversary show has to happen. The New Japan Cup show has to happen. Unless they suspend one of the smaller shows, uh, I could see that happening. But unfortunately, that's sad. I mean, I was really looking forward for the Cup, the New Japan Cup. I love that. The, the, the tournament, there's so many wrestlers in there that I wanted to share with you guys. But right now, it doesn't matter if I go and show you, tell you who's wrestling who. I know that Jay White and Okada were going to meet at the first round in one of the brackets. So that would have been a cool, cool matches. We'll see what's going to happen now. Also, in May 6th through the 10th, New Japan Pro Wrestling is teaming up with Ring of Honor for the War of the Worlds. Now, these uh, two companies had done this since 2014. And I think last year they weren't, uh, I think last year they didn't do it uh, because of what happened to G1 Supercar. New Japan was pissed off at Ring of Honor because of the Enzo and Kaz jumping over the barricade. Not any New Japan know that this happened. So, right now, it looks like they're going to work together for the world of worlds. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Also, um, I could tell you what happened to the Super Showdown, but I'm not because I'm very disappointed and pissed off of what happened at this, that show. So I want to be talking about it because that's a WWE product. But um, I may be talking about it at the AEW preview that I'm doing tomorrow night on my YouTube channel. Um Definitely, I will be talking about that toward the end. Um, so, the uh, Chokesland Wrestling Report YouTube channel will have a download early tomorrow for the AEW Revolution preview. So, I'll give you my thoughts and my analysis on the matches for Saturday. So, but, uh, so that's about it. I mean, it's a very short uh, segment this week. Um, thank you for all you guys supporting me. I am reaching places in this audio podcast that is unbelievable, and I am humble. Very appreciative that I've gone to places that I uh, I, mean, I won't even th- think of. Um, so with that being said, um, hopefully, you know, continue reaching out to places all over the world. I already reached out Australia, uh, United Kingdom, Portugal, India, Pakistan, Czechoslovakia, Netherlands, Puerto Rico. Uh, the list goes on. So in the United States, of course, I got probably 30-something states that I have reached. I'm still trying to get all 50 states. So keep supporting the podcast, guys. I appreciate it. Shout out to uh, R32 Store. Again, R32 Store, they do uh, apparel designs on shirts, hats, socks, sneakers, whatever you want. Uh, Reach out to www.r32.store. They uh, reach out to my boy Vernick, of course. And shout out to my boy Jay Santee and Mook from Turnbuckle Tabloid. Um, you know, these guys are, are great. They, they know their wrestling. Like I said uh, last week, they know their wrestling. And um, I love when I get into debates with Jay because it shows you the mindset that we have as wrestling fans and as wrestling podcasters that, you know, we don't have to agree to everything. But you know what? I love him to death, man. He does his thing. Until then, guys, um, BO, um, prepare this Monday. Um, it's going to be something different. I will be doing the AEW review on Monday. So this next week is all AEW stuff. 
unless something happens in between that um, that I have to maybe do three of them for next week uh, uh, podcast, which I doubt, but there'll be some news in there. But uh, this weekend is AEW Revolution, and I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully you guys will enjoy it and give me your feedback again. Support me on my audio podcast on Chokeland Wrestling Report. I am an Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts. I'm all over the place. Again, my YouTube channel, the Chokeland Wrestling Report. You guys can check that out. I just put videos there. You guys can check it out. If you like it, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Hit that thumbs up. It helps my channel greatly. Uh, so check it out. If you want to find out more information, check my YouTube channel and um, the links on top. Got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Anchor where this audio podcast is coming from. So check it out. Uh, give me your feedback, your thumbs up. And I would appreciate it. Until then, guys, I will see you Monday. Enjoy this weekend. Remember, AEW Revolution. Do not miss it. Seven great matches. You cannot go wrong. Till then, have a good night.